Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Generations Church at Home. I'm Pastor Troy. Thanks for joining us wherever you're joining us from around the world, in the United States, or right here in Southern California. Uh, whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you hit the comments and uh, chat on there with people that are on there wherever they're from. And uh, we're excited to have people watching from all around the world today. Now, last week, if you were with us, we dove into the essentials in our series, and we started talking about the Holy Spirit and the essential of having the Holy Spirit in our life. And it went so good, I thought we would bring our guests back this Sunday and continue talking about the essentials of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But before I bring him back on, let's just go ahead and pray. Get ready to receive God's word today. Father, we just thank you for everybody that's watching, wherever they're watching. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, that you touch people's lives, that you illuminate people to get a greater understanding uh, of the Holy Spirit in their life. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, for safety for people. We thank you for healing people in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you guys give a warm welcome right there in your houses, wherever you are, shout, clap, cheer, scream for our guest from Dubai, Dr. Joe Hernandez. Woo! Come on, come on, somebody. Boom. <laughs> All right, have a seat, have a seat. Man, it was so good last week uh, having you and just talking about the Holy Spirit. What an honor to be here. Thank you, thank you. So if you weren't with us last week, just let me give you a little uh, insight. So Dr. Joe and I go back to ministry school together, and then uh, he planted a church up in Northern California in the San Francisco Bay Area, and... Um, and then a few years ago, was three years ago now or something like that, uh, he felt God calling him to go to the country of Dubai and really start a work there with his wife and two kids. And so uh, they currently, during our COVID-19, are uh, here in the States. Uh, they can't really get back home and uh, until airlines and all that open up. So he is just uh, here, and we've been able to allow him to be able to be here and uh, use our platforms to speak to his church in Dubai. But we have him as a guest today. So it's just great to have you back with us. So honored to be here, Pastor Troy. Listen, you really are a pastor to pastors and a mentor to um, so many people and your influence is really exceeding the, the walls of this church. And, um, you know, you have so many creative ideas. And I want some some of you to know that uh, one of the secrets to my success is <laughs> if I ever need an idea, I go to Pastor Troy's website and I always get enough, more than enough from your stuff. <laughs> I appreciate awesome. you and your ministry. Awesome. Thank Wonderful you. job you're doing here. Thank you. So you have a book and we uh, are going to show and tell people about it in a little while, but uh, uh, The Power of Personal Refreshing. This is a book that uh, you wrote and are working on and have completed here. And uh, as you can see it on the screen and uh, so what was kind of the inspiration or the thought behind you writing your book here? Yeah, there are so many people that are in need of this wonderful presence and person, mm. an empowered and, and spirit-filled life, but yet um, they've become afraid or they have a lack of knowledge and they don't know um, so much about the Holy Spirit. And so um, much of their Christian walk is supposed to be with the Holy Spirit. Right, and so right. I've seen so many people that I'm thinking, ah, oh, I, I wish they knew of this wonderful person that I know, the wonderful Holy Spirit that walks with me and talks with me. And and uh, and so because they don't know, know about the Holy Spirit, sometimes I wish, wow, I wish I could give them some material to help encourage them because okay. they really need this gift. 
gift. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many people who uh, just don't go to that next step or that next level. And uh, wherever you're watching from today, I just want to encourage you. We're going to we're going to dive in a little bit deeper than we did last week, per se. And if you didn't watch last week, we're kind of picking up uh, just a little bit of a recap. We introduced a couple of scriptures. But if you're new to kind of the Holy Spirit, I, I know a lot of people. I know when I was a kid, you know, I was I was raised. I would go to uh, with my parents. We went to mass on Saturday night. And, and then they just were like, there's got to be more to God than than what we were currently doing in small town, Midwest uh, town there. And so they began to search. My parents did. Now, I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old at this time, uh, but they began to seek and uh, we began to seek. And as you as you go for the Holy Spirit, you begin to discover things. So then we found a, a great Baptist church and we found out salvation through Jesus. And they're like, there's wow. more, there's more, there was more. And uh, we kept pursuing until my parents basically discovered the Holy Spirit. And I don't know where you're at in your life or where you're watching from, but there is more to God and there actually is way more than we'll ever discover uh, in our life. And as long as you keep pursuing God and going for God and not just you know, tapping out like this is enough for me because there's there's way more to God for every person if they would just keep pursuing him. And I just want to encourage you today as we discuss these things, we're going to maybe introduce to you some thoughts or ideas that maybe you've never been taught or maybe someone was afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit with you or maybe they were afraid not to even bring up the topic of how to have a Holy Spirit empowered life. And so we want to really kind of make this available today and have this conversation uh, because in my church, we talk about this, but there are a lot of people who maybe their church doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit or how he can minister to you or how you can be helped by the Holy Spirit or even the power. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit coming on a believer. And last week in our uh, first part of this, we talked about in Acts chapter one. Sure. They'll put that up here on the screen. Acts 1.8, it says, you shall, but you shall receive power. Uh, the book of Acts is right after the Gospels in the New Testament. And in the first chapter, this is Jesus talking. He's about ready to ascend into heaven, if you're not familiar with this scripture. And it says, but you, speaking to all of them there, they say there was an estimated 500 people or so, shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, I think this is amazing that Jesus is giving this instruction and he's telling his followers of that day, hey, I'm gonna go here in just a second, but I need you guys to go get this Holy Spirit. I need you to get the Holy Spirit in my life. It says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So the purpose that Jesus told his first church, the early believers, go to the upper room for the power to come upon you. And what the enemy has done so well is to cause people to think about uh, what many people have heard of as tongues or a uh, heavenly prayer language. What we miss is the reason Jesus said, go to the upper room is to get the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say, go get a language. He said, go get the power. The side benefit is that you have a heavenly prayer language that comes with this. And a lot of people like, oh, I just don't know if I need that. Mm. And what they miss out on is one of the key essentials to living a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life sure. on this planet sure. is having the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and the amazing thing is these 12 and these 120 yeah. literally turned the world upside down. Right. And they became influences for Jesus with this spirit-filled, empowered, joy-filled life in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth right. as it was known then. And we carry this on even into our generation and yeah. the nations that, that are around in this, in this time. 
That's yeah. awesome. So last week we talked about what happened. So uh, as you just mentioned, 120 of them made it. Just think of all 500 might have made it, what could have happened. But uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 uh, says this, when the day of Pentecost, now last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, and uh, which means 50. The actual word means 50. It's not a reference to a denomination. It's actually a number. When the day of Pentecost, or 50 days after Easter, or Jesus resurrected, had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Who's sitting? The 120. They were there. In other words, they were just... They they were like doing us. They were like quarantine, just chilling in their house. And the Holy Spirit came. And verse 3 says, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. This is always the distinction that I always bring out to people, because a lot of people think, well, that's just not for me, or I just didn't get that. I had a conversation a long time ago with a well-respected minister, and he goes, you know, when I got saved, I didn't get that gift. And I was like, wait a minute, that that gift is available for all believers because it says in the scripture and one sat upon each of them, not like individual. Well, I want this one to have the gift and this one to have the gift. No, they all got it. And every believer can live a spirit empowered life. Then look what it says in verse four. It says, and there they were all filled, all of them with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I, I mentioned last week, some people get a little weirded out about this, but Jesus is the one who said, go he get said. this. And so when we come against this theology or the, or even the understanding of the Holy Spirit, we're sort of saying, I just don't know if I believe what Jesus told me to get. It's almost a contradiction of what he said. He said, he, he's not going to give us anything bad or weird. Uh, and oftentimes the Holy Spirit and maybe manifestations, sometimes we get people that go a little over the top. I remember uh, our Bible teacher used to say, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire at all. Yeah. And there's a lot of churches, there ain't a whole lot of fire nowadays, but I would rather have some Holy Spirit in our lives. So uh, in your book, what do you kind of talk about when it comes to the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I always like to... to um, begin by saying this phrase, and that is that having the Holy Spirit in my life doesn't make me better than you. Yeah. And there's some controversy. Some people that don't have the Holy Spirit, sometimes they feel like they're better than one that may have the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes people may be guilty of acting like they're superior because superior, they, yeah, yeah, superior because they do have the the yeah. Holy Spirit, but. The, the truth is, um, having the Holy Spirit and empowered, spirit-filled life doesn't make me better than you or anyone else. But what it does is it makes me better than me. Yeah. It makes me better than me. But Jesus said it like this. If you then being natural or evil, um, earthly human beings, citizens of humanity and society, if you know how to give good things to your children— how much more right. shall the Father which is in heaven give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So when we ask for the Holy Spirit, it's amazing that the Lord always gives us the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you ask a, a parent for a fish, hopefully they're a good parent. They're not going to give you <laughs> fish a, a stone. <laughs> I love fish sticks. <laughs> Take me back to some ketchup and I'll write a fries. That's good. right. But uh, this is the empowered filled life that we're talking about and the, the enjoyment of the Holy Spirit. But if we ask for uh, bread, he doesn't give us a stone. Right. You know, if we ask for an egg, he doesn't give us a serpent. If we ask for, he gives us what we're asking for. If we ask for the Holy Spirit, yeah. you never have to be afraid. He gives you the Holy Spirit. If you just say, Holy Spirit, infill me 
come into my life and, and fill me up. He does just that. Right. And he's a gentleman. He's never pushy. He's, he's never um, overwhelming us. You know, my wife had a roommate several years ago, and, and she had this idea that if she got filled with the Holy Spirit, she would black out. Really? Kind of like, you know, before I got born again, my life was a mess. I was filled with addictions of all sorts mm. of, of bad habits and bad character. And sometimes I would black out. Yeah, okay. And people have this idea real now. that Getting if real I now. ask for the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to black out. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm going to come to and I'm going to say, what did I do? What did I speak? Was it some babble, babble, babble stuff uh. that I was speaking? But, you know, that's actually never happened to me. But I am filled with the Holy Spirit and, and operate in this um, blessing every single every single day. Yeah. And so it's, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's, if, if Jesus said that you need this power, then I need this power. Right. Regardless of what grandma taught or my pastor's pastor taught, if Jesus said... I need this spirit-filled, empowered life, then I need this spirit-filled, empowered life. I had a professor at, at ORU, and he used to say it like this. When it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit, you could be filled with the Holy Spirit if you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's referring mm -hmm. to believers, those who are born again and, and have received the, the gift of salvation. You could if you would. would. And then he referred to this verse that you were talking about, and they were all filled. Yeah. Jesus didn't come in the room and say, you know what? Some of you, this is not for you. It's only for a couple of you, right. but not for all. No, he said, this is for all. And we see the writings from Luke who penned this story on the day of Pentecost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they were all speaking in this wonderful um, heavenly language. Right. But another thing, at the end of this chapter, chapter two, at the very end of this, Peter stands up and he's, he's declaring, he's proclaiming, the good news. And one of these things that he says was, it's in verse 39, he says, this gift is for you and your children yeah. and for all that are far off. It's for you and your children for all that are far off. Now, this is the way we believe. We believe the words of Peter inspired by the Holy Spirit. This gift is for you yeah. and your children and for all that are far off. So it's for you and all, all of your three daughters and yeah. sons-in-laws yeah. in the future and for everyone in your church. And it's for me and my children and for everyone that we're, that we're ministering to. Yeah, that's interesting because, uh, you know, you'll have a lot of denominations where people say, well, that was just for back then. That, mm. We don't need that today. That's not for today. But you just introduced uh, a text in the scripture that would contradict that philosophy or theology right there. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's uh, interesting to... I wanted to ask you in Dubai, so when you're introducing this theology of the Holy Spirit, is it is it well-received? Is it simpler? It seems like in America, it's like they're so afraid to tap into all that God has for them sometimes uh, that we'll put more trust in maybe what we've been taught by humanity rather than what God's word is telling us is for us. That's a great question. So I like to refer to these couple of scriptures. And one is that my people are destroyed. God's people yeah. are destroyed for lack of knowledge and because they've rejected knowledge. And then another one is that the entrance of God's word brings light or illumination. It, it, we actually wake up like, you know, flipping a light switch and the whole room comes on. Yeah. Th that's what that happens to us when we receive 
the the word of God on this subject. And the more you know, the more confident you are and comfortable you are. In fact, um, sometimes when we don't know about something, we can be judgmental and critical and skeptical and even be afraid. In fact, I read a story this morning of a Christian man who was on a subway and and he he became irritated and judgmental and critical because another man came on the subway and the man had three children and they weren't the best kept kids, best dressed kids, and their hygiene wasn't the best. And the man sat down who was the the father and he was reading the newspaper and the kids were running up and down the subway and they were so excited in that car. And this Christian man became so judgmental towards this father. And he said, you know, what are you doing? How come, you know, you don't, you don't take control of, of these children. And the man who was reading the paper, who was the father of these, he said, you know, I'm so sorry. He said, we've lost our car because of the financial situation that we're in. And their mother died today, and they've never been on the subway, so we don't know how to act. And then the Christian man, who was at first extremely judgmental to this other parent, all of a sudden, his heart changed as he knew more about the situation. So yeah. when it comes to the Holy Spirit, good. the more we know of the Holy Spirit, good, good, yeah. I ask the Holy Spirit regularly in praying for people to receive the Holy Spirit. I say these words in a whisper: "Holy Spirit, help me not get in the way." Because as Christians, <laughs> there are many husbands that have wives that are not walking with the Lord, and they get in the way. There yeah. are many wives; their husbands are not serving the Lord, and the wives get in the way of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in their home and in their family and the life of the husband. So I pray, Lord, help me not to get in the way of what you want to do in this person's life. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Wow. So we've ended up leading um, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people um, in uh, the, the the gift of the wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, one of the things that we really like to encourage people that it is for you, you don't have to be afraid. And it is for every single one of us. But we also know this, that when it comes to the the languages of, uh, of the Holy Spirit, there is a prayer language that is an intercession that is other than just praying in the Holy Spirit. There is what I like to say like this, and I, and I bring it out a little bit in the book, and that is that there is tongues for personal edification. Yeah. There's tongues for intercession. There are tongues with interpretation. And then there are tongues that bring different kinds of translations. Mm-hmm. But all of us can operate in this blessing of tongues for personal edification. Now, a, a car battery um, is necessary in the car. It has to be charged. I, I've, I've heard that it has to be at 12 volts. When you test it from when AAA comes or Geico comes, the, your roadside assistance, they test the battery. And it, it we're not sponsored it, by them, by the way. But it, it usually, you would like it usually to. <laughs> tests it at 12.8 or 12.9 or something like that, and that means it's got a good cell. Yeah, it's got a good cell. But you know, it needs the generator to keep the battery going, and it needs the starter to get that little little ignition going on. But the Holy Spirit is, you know, the the starter, the battery, the alternator, the, the whole engine. And you know, I don't know about you, but I, I want everything that the wonderful Holy Spirit has for my life. One thing that people have said to me over the years is that you're a weak person and you need the Holy Spirit. I'm a strong person and I don't need the Holy Spirit. And I have to just say, you're right. 
you're right about all of that. I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit was um, my clear vision, then I don't just need a magnifying glass. I need I need spectacles for, for, for right. both eyes. Yeah. If he was the crutch, then I don't just need a crutch. I need the walker too. Yeah. I need everything that the Holy Spirit can possibly give to me. And so I need the hearing aids, the uh, spectacles. The, <laughs> I need everything that he I, I need new shoes, new braces, everything. <laughs> but the good news is, is that the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Right. And he comforts us through any challenging, any trial, any situation, whether it's relational, health, finances, whatever the situation is, the Holy Spirit is always there to help. So I wanted to be able to communicate to people that my heart just breaks and I long for, wow, if they only knew the presence of the Holy Spirit, that he is the refreshment, that he is the resting, and that the, that the wonderful Father speaks to us through the Holy Spirit still in this generation. Absolutely. I love the fact that you talked about the car. Um, you didn't really know I was going to maybe go this direction, but uh, there's another scripture that I like to introduce to people that is in Acts chapter 19. Uh, a long time ago when I was having a discussion with somebody because they didn't really necessarily understand all of the aspects of the Holy Spirit, they, they thought you either received this gift uh, when you get saved or you didn't. And I, I was really challenged by that. And I'm like, how can I show in Scripture to someone that these are two separate experiences? Receiving Jesus as Savior and uh, Lord is one experience. And receiving the Holy Spirit and being empowered by Him is a separate experience. And uh, because there was a lot of theology and really challenge that was coming coming at me that, no, this isn't right. And so I was like, I have experienced this. I know this. I, I, how do I show people in the word? And so I discovered Acts chapter 19 and it really breaks it down. And I'm going to show you because of the car thing you were just talking about. It's pretty fun. So Acts chapter 19 and verse one, there's a, there's about five or six scriptures here we're going to read. And, and if you're not familiar with this, I want you to track with me uh, really carefully. So it says in Acts 19 verse one, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, everybody knows Paul, Having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. So the very first thing I want everybody to see is that he found some disciples. We would call those followers of Jesus Christ. So we know that they're already believers, right? Okay, verse 2. Verse 2 says, And he said to them, Paul, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And I'm like, wait a minute. When you believed... And then here's Paul saying, did you receive the Holy Spirit? I thought you got the Holy Spirit when you got saved, right? And a lot of people think that way and understand that. And you do receive the Holy Spirit. But here's Paul, and he's challenging them in a sense, saying, hey, but basically what he's saying is, did you receive the Spirit-empowered life? I know you're a follower of Christ because I found you, your disciples. But did you get the Holy Spirit? So we know that in this text that they're separate things. You can be a disciple and a follower, but not have the Holy Spirit. You can be a disciple and a follower and have the Holy Spirit. So then he goes, uh, what did you believe? And so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit, which is interesting since they got saved, but they must have heard of Jesus. Verse 3 says, and he said to them, into what then were you baptized? In other words, Paul was like, well, what do you mean? So they said into John's baptism. And then in verse four, they clarify it. And they said, and then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, which means salvation, saying to the people that they should believe on him, cattle H Jesus, who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. And then Paul go goes on in verse five. And he says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus 
And then verse 6, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Here is a very key indicator that there was two separate experiences. They were already disciples, because we said that, and then they received the Holy Spirit when Paul laid hands on them, and they spoke in tongues with prophesied. And it says every one of them did that. And so I like to say it like this. Christians without the Holy Spirit reminds me of Fred Flintstone. Now that might date you. And so here we got, we got a little picture of, if you don't know Fred Flintstone, classic, you know, uh, back in the day when I was a kid, but here we have Fred Flintstone and they had, uh, you know, these cars that they made out of rocks and bones and wood and stuff, but you had to, you know, the Flintstone cars, you had to right. generate it with your toes. You had to make that baby go on yourself. And all of the energy and power was created so by Mr. Flintstone, wow. Mr. Fred, right? But here's what it is when you get the spirit empowered life, when you receive the Holy. This is like a Christian believer without the Holy Spirit. You got to generate your own power and your own energy, but you're a believer. You're in the right car. You're on your way to heaven. That's great. But to get the spirit empowered life, then you kind of look like this, which is what you were talking about. You look like this bad boy Let's right go. there. This is a Shelby. Fo look at this uh, engine in this thing. Now, you don't need Twinkle Toes Fred Flintstone to make this go. This baby has got the engine that you were just talking about. And I kind of talk about the, like when you get the Holy Spirit power, it's like God just goes boom, and he just drops a big old engine on the inside of you. And then he gives you this gift of tongues or baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's almost like un, it's like this fuel that just keeps on going. And as long as you keep filling up the tank, yeah. it's just constantly you got the power of God in your life. And so people need to go know that if you're a follower of Christ, you need to go from Flint, Fred Flintstone Flintstone power to Holy Ghost power and get the power of God. Why so that's what you were for saying. one horse when you can have 600? <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> exactly. So I think it's interesting, you know, so just people having the, the power of God in their life is very, very important. So good. So, you know, just where you're at and where we're at, we're trying to help people understand that in the days we're living in, people, uh, with all that's going on, you need to have faith. You need to have the power of God. You need, to, you need to be able to trust God. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In other words, when you get the Holy Spirit, there's power that God gives to us. There's power that you can have in your life. We don't have to wonder or wait on this or that. You can have a confidence. Some people get a little irritated with Christians sometimes because they're so bold and there's, you know, this is this and that, and I'm, I'm going to do this, and I believe by faith. Well, sometimes that's because the Holy Spirit is upon us. And there is a boldness that comes sure. with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and, and this is for every believer. And if you've never maybe received the Holy Spirit, maybe you're, you, you would say, well, I would be one of those that Paul found that was a disciple. I'm a follower of Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm pursuing Jesus. I read my Bible. I understand. But you can't really recall a time that you maybe said, you know what? I want the Holy Spirit too. I want that Spirit-empowered life. And uh, wherever you're at, uh, wherever you're listening from, if you're listening right fresh while we just you know, put this on YouTube or on our website or Facebook, or maybe it's a week from now or, or a month from now, and you're just now hearing this message. It doesn't matter when you hear it. It's a matter of what you do with what you hear. And I just want to pray with people right now that if you need the Holy Spirit in your life, there is no distance in the Spirit that we can pray right through this camera lens. And wherever you're at, whether you're in New York or Florida or, or South Dakota or on the other side of the world in Australia or somewhere else, you can receive the Holy Spirit and power. The only prerequisite is that you are a vessel of God's, that Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. So would you pray for people yes. uh, like you did last week? That was yeah. great. And just introduce people to Jesus. And then, and then we'll just both agree in prayer for the Holy Spirit awesome. to come upon them as well.
If I could, friends, I'd just like to, to, to introduce salvation with four simple points. And the first one is that every single one of us have made mistakes. And the second one is this, that these mistakes have separated us from God, the creator of the universe. And the third one is while we were making mistakes, he sent his son to die for us. And the fourth one is he made it so simple that if we would just believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, salvation would come into our life. So would you just pause for a moment and say perhaps the most important prayer that you've ever prayed in your life. And with this, I'm gonna ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life as well. So would you repeat these words wherever you are, whatever time zone you're watching this, would you just repeat these simple words? Just say these words right there. Lord of all creation, come into my life. Would you be number one? I need your help. Would you heal me? Would you fill me with the Holy Spirit? Would you complete me? Would you make me whole? Would you be number one in my life? Would you be the center of everything that I do? I'm asking you to make my life a good example for my friends, for my family, for my colleagues and coworkers. I'm asking you, that you'll make my life a trophy for you. Use my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit and with your power. I'm asking you to give me this refreshing and this rest. Speak to me, Lord. I believe in you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 So if you prayed that prayer, maybe for the first time, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you receive the Holy Spirit in your life. I want to encourage you. There's going to be some of our team come on the screen here in a minute, give you some instructions. We want to connect with you. We want to help you on your journey, wherever you are. You may not be in a place where you can physically come to one of our, one of our physical locations, but we have partners all around the world that are connected with Generations Church and the movement. We believe one thing, that we're more than a church in a city. We're a movement to the world, and we're going to come and and spread the gospel of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you receive that today, we're so excited for you, so proud for you, and we just want to connect with you and help you and answer any questions that you maybe have. So thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, sir. Can I give my book? Absolutely. Why don't you do this? If if you're watching today, wherever you are, why don't you go to our website, joehernandez.us, and I want to give you this book, but I want you to promise that you'll read it. Yes. you to pass it on to a friend. So get this book that it may bring bring illumination into your life and may you be lifted up in the presence of the Lord. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us today. God bless you guys. We'll see you next Sunday. Wow, what an amazing message. What an amazing talk between uh, Pastor Troy and Dr. Joe Hernandez. We really appreciate him. Um, He's been coming and he's been actually filming here. And so we're making an impact all the way in Dubai. So just an amazing talk about the Holy Spirit. So, so important, a vital part of who we are as Christians. Right now, I want to talk to those that said yes to Jesus. We are so excited for you. It says in the word that even when one comes to Christ, all of heaven celebrates. So this is what you want you to do right now. Text GC Church to 97000. You'll get our digital connect card and you'll be able to put on there that I received Jesus as my Savior. We want to connect with you. We want to get tools into your hands and help you on this journey. 
with Jesus. We're so excited for you. All right, so if you didn't get a chance, um, we actually wanted to give you another opportunity if you didn't get a chance to give, um, and just to give our options, all right? You can text 84321, your amount, and uh, you'll be able to give that way. You could go uh, on our website at generationschurch.tv and go to our giving tab. That's another way. Uh, but the most amazing way is actually download the Church Center app. Download that thing. It has It's a one-stop shop for everything we have here at Generations Church, including giving. So if you download that, um, you can go from there. But what else do we have on the yeah, Church Center so app? The Church Center app is really a great way to get connected. We've got a ton of stuff on there. So as events happen, all of that information is posted, especially right Right now, we've got some brand new Zoom groups on. going on. So we've started a new kind of quick summer semester of Zoom groups. We've got Dollar Tree DIY. We've even got something for the more, uh, for you know, fresh start for those that are starting their journey with Jesus. And tonight at 7 p.m., Pastor Troy and Jen are doing a marriage group. It was a lot of fun last week. They are always keeping it real, being super honest, and it's always great to have them pour into our marriage. No matter where you're at, whether you're feeling good or need a little help, it's for all of us. Amen. So download the Church Center app to get more information about our Zoom groups. Now, if you've got little ones, if you've got kids preschool, elementary school age, we've got something just for them to help them connect and learn about our Father in Heaven and Jesus our Savior. So that's going to go live on our YouTube channels right now. We're so excited. So make sure you gather them together and worship with them and set that example and just have some fun. And honestly, um, Tank is the star of the show. Really so we want to really know what he's going to do next. Um, so we just invite you guys to do that. Well, also follow us on our social medias. Um, on Wednesday nights, we have the mid. Um, so we just have just amazing things going on throughout the week. So we appreciate you guys. We hope you have an amazing rest of the day and an amazing week. We love you guys. Take care.